What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 116.3. Yep, fourth episode, I believe. And we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. This is a bonus-sized recording. Yeah, I I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't think it's going to be as long as we think because I'm not doing the chapter by chapter breakdown because holy crap, that'll be a lot. But we will be here for four hours talking about this. <laughs> uh, we will hit the ma- major plot points. I guess would be the best way to to describe it. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, it, it we we are finishing it. Um, and. That's five chapters in all that we're going to go through, which is pretty big. Um, granted, the the last chapter feels like it could have been broken down to two and probably trimmed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Yeah, I don't feel like there's as much, nowhere near as much filler as there was in some of the games, but it's still kind of a long game. I think my... Final playtime was right around 24 hours. Oh, wow. Mine was 17. Uh, I don't know why mine would have been so long. I did go back and spend a fair amount of extra time doing some side missions and a lot of the um, the mini games. Sure. A little bit of time at the gym. So I did, I did probably amp up my time by maybe two hours from that. Right. So yeah. I didn't do a lot. I was supposed, I was wanting to, but I, 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 I had to finish it up. Unfortunately, yeah, I probably um, did around eleven or eleven or twelve of those uh, of the mini games, mostly just for money, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, toward the end of the game, there, I bought like a like like at the very end of the before the final bosses and stuff like that. I went and just bought a whole bunch of healing items. Yeah, and was down to like. 400 yen and I was like yeah okay <laughs> luckily I had made enough to, to carry myself on through there yeah it turns out I didn't need as many as I bought but over the last two times I stocked up from playing that game I probably I probably got 300,000 yen yeah just just spent on healing items at one point, I went to every store and bought every item. Ten of every item. Yeah. Which, so, um, in Kamurocho, is quite a lot when you go to some of those stores. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, you might want to stock up while you're there, because when you get to Onomichi, you're kind of very limited on what you can get. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I basically ate them out of out of business. Yeah, or kept yeah, them in I business, I guess. Yeah, kept them in business by eating at their restaurants constantly. So I, I guess we what well, last chapter we ended on was eight. Yeah, I think we finished eight, and then moved on to nine. Um, but yeah, uh, with nine. Oh god, I can't remember half this stuff, but I know it, it, in chapter nine is where it is finally revealed who Haruto's dad is. Because yeah. um, 
whoever whoever the father is holds a big significance to this entire well the whole war that's going on right now and um it's revealed by Hirose, uh the patriarch Hirose, that the uh the father is none other than Yuta, which was one of the Hirose family Yakuza guys. Uh, one of the guys that also went with us to Kamurocho. The only one who remotely looked like he could be the father. Yes. Did or you the... see this coming? Um, If only, like as we mentioned last time we recorded, if only because I thought that he was going to end up betraying Nagamo and that that was going to be an emotional arc. That never happened, but... Yeah. Um, you know, does you know makes some sense? I mean, you to you know you, you could see that happening. I guess she was around. He was around. He's the one that seems younger, and I don't know. I, I guess, I re- yeah. Well, I remember mentioning. I think I mentioned on the last show um, was that uh, when Lo was standing there, he. I remember him looking at Utah and saying, "Put your guns down." Yeah. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Also, Utah more speaks. Yeah, Utah speaks Chinese. Um, so he, but the thing is, is Utah did not know this stuff. So there's, there's, there's even bigger things than just, oh, you're the father of Haruto. Um, you were also the son of Big Low. Uh, yeah, was, set, set to inherit the leadership the, of the triad. That's correct. Uh, so he was one of the uh, the Chinese babies who was sent to Japan uh, unregistered. The Haihazi. Yes. Um, and so he is basically, you know, next bloodline uh, to take over, especially now that Big Lo's main son is now dead. And that's what kind of leads into the next chapter which is you know basically um who i can't remember who tells us to go meet with with low um i know that kiryu basically says look yuta if you want to take care of haruto you need to get this target off his back because they're coming after you which means you need to go talk to your dad and tell him to back off. Um, which then, and then some, like, Somaya also, or Somaya also asks, "Is it was it him that asked you to like you're the only one that can get an easy in? So why don't you just kill him?" Yeah. So so what ended up happening was, um. Damn, um, I think Yuta kind of goes off on his own, and is like, "Yeah, we're I, I'm going to kill Big Low, you know, because he he obviously does not want to accept this. I guess also because well, they're looking for Haruto, and so he's now like, okay, well, they're trying to kill my son, or trying to get him." So, uh, I'm trying to imagine anything else that happens in this chapter. 
I did kind of is... like that Big Low didn't end up quite so comic book evil. Yeah, well, that's the thing is nobody really did in this. Yeah, um, one every, of my favorite every... things about this game is that there's a lot more nuance. Who, what was the name of the guy that was the leader of the other triad? The Snake snake Flower Triad? Oh, I can't remember that dude's name. But, he, you know, he, he was kind of what I was expecting, just a more, like, clearly evil bad guy. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really like liked Big Low and, you know, a little bit more nuance in the character and also the the inner, the confrontation, I guess, between Utah and yeah. Big Low. That was an awesome yeah, scene. Yeah, Utah, Utah um, basically goes to Kamurocho and uh, uh, goes with Kiryu, but with Kiryu wanting him to talk to him, uh, Utah's there to go kill him. <laughs> uh, he gets uh, He gets drunk. I like that. And, I like when he's he's basically drinking out of one bottle, and he's got another bottle in his pocket, and they go to reach for it, and he doesn't let them. Yep. So immediately you're like, hmm, "What's going on there?" Yeah, and then kind of for now, he's like, he, oh, he keeps claiming he's like, "I need more alcohol to go talk to this guy." And then when he gets there, uh, Big Lowe's walks in, and he's like, "Oh, my son." <laughs> so um but Yutz is like yeah no I'm gonna I'm gonna probably uh, burn down this entire place uh, yeah the second, second bottle wasn't vodka yeah he, uh, he throws it and it's actually gasoline and he's like yeah we're gonna burn this place me and you are gonna go down together of course Kiryu shows up yeah that's right because he wanted to kill himself and Big Low right that's correct to he wanted end... to end the in yeah. the bloodline. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Haruto would still be there, but nobody knows where Haruto is. Technically, nobody knows where Haruto is. Yeah, and I think they also said it would have severed the like the claim to the triad, so somebody else would have just taken it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, does does low? All right. It comes out. It comes out here, so we have a. All right, I, let me explain. So uh, that the 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 building's on fire. Um, Kiryu shows up and is trying to get Yuta out and make him stop killing Big Low. Um, so we have a boss fight with Yuta. Um, we beat him, are able to drag both of them out, uh, and I think this is where Low basically kind of spills the beans on everything yeah so so uh what ended up happening was the triads incorporated the jingwa mafia once they figured out haruka had a son by yuta and because they've been monitoring yuta for a long time that's where their buddy um, that was with the family that left to go to Comorocho and become a host. Tatsukawa. Yes. He was he was with the Jingwa Mafia, helping them out. Jingwa Mafia told him to, to I, I guess, kill 
Haruto. Yeah. But then he decided not to. And he was trying to chase after them. Uh, and accidentally ran them over. <laughs> Oops. And then was killed because of it. <laughs> and so, and, and so Lo was like, yeah, I was the one who, you know, originally worked with the mafia to, to do this, but I told them to stop. But the Jingwa mafia didn't listen and continued on. Um, Anything else that happened in that conversation? I know it like, I remember it. They're out in like the alleyway. The place is on fire and everybody's beat up. Yeah. I can't remember everything that was said. Yeah, I think that's probably most of it. Yeah. Because it does kind of change a little bit. You end up back at the, back at the group house. Yeah, you go back to Orovici. And um, that's when the the Jing Wan show back up to kidnap Haruto, and we do the the football pass with the yeah. baby. <laughs> no way that baby's neck didn't break in that process. I would say no, <laughs> or how nobody dropped that baby. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, we're, they come to kidnap the kid. We're trying to keep the kid away from them. Um, unfortunately, they get a holy kid, and they take him uh, over to the the uh, the shipbuilding area. Yep. Uh, across the the, I guess is it across the sea? Is it is that the ocean? Or I can't across remember where bay. that is. I think it's is just it? a yeah, because it's all kind of right there, right? Where the the ship the Iwami shipbuilders and the and the docks that you can walk on, although that's you know there are a lot of docks around here. I guess the only one we can access can only accommodate like one ship, right? So it doesn't make it look like this big seaport town that it's meant to be. But yeah, yeah. Then we end up we end up on the docks chasing them around, right? Yeah, going around. Um... And we go to the the shipbuilding area. Tons of air, tons of uh, fights here with different people. It's pretty um, fun when you can pick up the barrels and just launch them down into the arenas. Yes, blow up so like good. ten people at a time. So good. So I found out something because in this game, especially toward the end here, they really liked throwing twenty guys at you. Yeah. I leveled up the skill that's called collateral damage. Oh, is that when you throw one enemy into another? Yeah, or... and it if you throw if you hit another enemy with another enemy, it does extra damage. So at the beginning of almost every fight, I instantly grabbed a dude and did that little ring around the rosy swing <laughs> <laughs> and th- and throw him and that would usually knock out about five or six guys. Oh, nice. And I was like, this is perfect. I also had uh, leveled up a skill where, so you know how you do, you know, uh, light, 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 and then heavy. If yeah. you, if you grabbed right after doing the heavy attack, so like light, 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 heavy, and then grab, he will then do the heavy attack and then grab a hold of him and swing him 
and throw them almost like how uh, Sajima used to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was nice. It was nice. I had it I had it pretty much down to a science. In fact, I did not have a problem with any of this game. No, I didn't either. I didn't think any of the fights were all that difficult and the fact that I feel like I had a lot of inventory spaces and enough money to buy all the health items I needed. Uh plus not to mention even I feel like even the hardest bosses all started off where, you know, as we mentioned last time, instead of multiple health bars, you've got just one health bar. One big one, yeah. But at the beginning of every fight, you can just lay in with punches and get a few free, like, charge-ups. Um, you know, I, I feel like you didn't even really need to worry about using any health items until halfway into the battle. Yeah, when they activated heat, basically. Yeah, exactly. So... I mean, it meant that basically I could always afford items, and the items, I feel like, stretched pretty far. They didn't give a ton in this game. I want to say in the whole game, I probably only picked up six or seven, maybe. Yeah. Throughout yeah, like, the right. corridor fights, but, you know, but, but there was still plenty to go around, so I never really felt close. I mean, the only time I even almost died, I think, was a few times when I just... Uh, didn't heal quick enough and my life bar got really low. That, that, yeah. that was the closest to death I got. Yeah, it was, the, this was a easier game than many of the other ones. I think even like the Yakuza Kiwami 2 is in the same kind of like style. Um, I feel like that game was a little bit more difficult than, than yeah. this game was. Yeah. Plus it didn't, have as many other fights or, or, you know, or ladders, or maybe, again, maybe it was just a thing I didn't do, but like ranking up fights, I did fight a few quote unquote tough guys in the street so that they could join the clan, the Kiryu clan, Sure, but they were like laughably easy. Maybe there were more of those out there that would have been harder, but you know, I remember back when there was the guy who would steal your money in the street, like he was tough to fight. Yeah, Mr. Shakedown. Mr. Shakedown. Like, there, was, there wasn't a lot like that or, you know, people trying to recruit you into their, you know, into their gang. So they're going to send more and more difficult people after you to see how tough you are. There, there wasn't quite as many of those other opportunities for hard fights. And the bosses, but I don't really think any of them were all that hard. Yeah. So, yeah, making it. Into the shipyard area here. We have to fight the Jing Wang Mafia leader. Um, once again, not a hard boss fight. After beating him, he tells us that there is a big secret to Onomichi. And before he can tell us, uh, he gets shot directly in the head by some unknown assailant in the shadows. Uh, at the same time, uh, we also find the captain of the um, not Omni Alliance, the captain of the Yomi Alliance, is dead. So that was one of the things that we forgot to mention was that captain. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Where's the purple suit? 
Yeah, it was a longer name. Koshimizu? Something like that. Oh, no, the Uh, older guy. Koshimizu is the guy that's got, like, the shaved, almost shaved head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the second to last boss fight. Spoiler, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this guy um, was working with um, with Hirose, uh, and was trying to negotiate safe harbor, basically, because now that the now that the secret's out, uh, they're going to come after him too. Um. And Hirose was like, okay, I'll, I'll get you a safe harbor. I'll get you out of the town. Um, but unfortunately, somebody got to him first. And we see him floating in the harbor with a bullet wound to the head. Yeah, people dying left and right all of a sudden. I know. And I think that's the end of that chapter was when... Jing Wan mafia guy got shot and died. So now it's all about this big secret. What is the the secret that everybody's trying to keep? Um, and that the Iwami said nobody can ever know. Yes. So obviously <clears throat> the triads know what it is. So I guess we need to go talk to them again. Luckily, we have Big Low with us. Um, he, uh, he came with us whenever, uh, we saved him from the burning building and, uh, Lo wants to have a, a private dialogue with us. So we go up to the roof of new Serena and speak with him and he tells us, um, so here's the deal. There is a secret I don't know what it is. Huh. And you're like, what? And he's like, I was bluffing. I know there is a secret, but my boss, my father, never told me what it was before he died. The only thing he gave me was this code. Uh, and I have no idea how to decipher it. It has something to do with Hiroshima and Omenichi, but I never figured out what it was. I can't really imagine keeping a secret that long. Yeah, he was saying 70 years. Like, I just can't, I can't understand that, because I feel like after that much time, I probably would have thought I just, like, made it up, or, like, that nobody would care anymore. Yeah. Right, if it was, like, some secret you maybe shared with somebody, and, like, every, you know, let's say once a year or so, you kind of connected and said, you know, this is still important. I, I, I don't know, like, some kind of deep family secret where, like, a family bonds together over it i could get that but the idea that you're keeping it by yourself and you like you know you don't even know what it is i'd i think i would get so paranoid that i've accidentally revealed it if i don't even yeah know right <laughs> <laughs> true very true uh, but he he still even though he didn't know what it was he was going to use that as leverage um basically to to distance himself from the Yakuza. So it's actually revealed that while we think Big Lowe's a bad guy, he technically isn't. Everything he was doing was trying to get to to basically drop all of this. Because they've been they've been collaborating 
for years with this whole bringing Chinese children over and basically this this traffic human trafficking thing into Japan. They're doing that as as kind of like a favor for keeping the secret safe and uh, Lowe is wanting to end this. I want to get away from these guys, move back to the mainland. I don't want these guys to have anything to do with it. There's a problem, though. Lowe has a son named Jimmy. Or, well, excuse me, he did have a son named Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Lowe. And Jimmy was being, he wanted to be more more than what he was letting on to be. He was like, I'm, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to make you proud, Dad. And he 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 was wanting to continue on with this. He was wanting to to form these alliances to basically push out the Tojo clan because that way we could come into Little Asia and a lot of that stuff happened because of him. Of course, Lo was not happy about this and they were having a meeting with the uh the Yomi Alliance, particularly the uh I can't remember what the guy's name is. the The main main bad guy of this game, um, Iwaya, Iwami, Iwami. They were having a meeting with him, and they were like, oh, "Well, um, or Kurusu, if he uh, if you go by his other other name." Well, his other name that that he tried to inherit from a guy that <laughs> technically hadn't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, so he um, basically we see a flashback of them having a meeting and they're like, hey, there's little Asia burning. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. And he's like, you did this behind my back. And he's talking to him in Chinese. Yeah. And then Iwami answers in Chinese. He's like, yeah, I know everything you've been saying this whole time. I also know that you don't know what the secret is and you've been trying to use that as leverage against us. Uh, we're not playing that game anymore and you either let us do this or we will kill you. Yeah. And, there's a whole lot of leveraging. Yeah. And so, yeah, he wasn't too happy about it, unfortunately. And it ended up getting Jimmy killed. So low is basically, he's like, <sighs> Originally, I was looking for revenge, which is why we did this whole thing. But now I just, I just want to go back home. I want to, I want to mourn my son and just, just go back. And that's what basically what he said he was going to do. He's like, I'm giving you what my father gave me, which is the cipher that I know I was never able to figure out. Maybe you can figure it out. I'm out of here. I'm leaving because obviously the the Yomi Alliance is coming after me now. So I'm going to go. So he goes. Now we're we're going to be going on to the 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 big the big reveal of of what the secret is and and who's been protecting it all this time. But, um, yeah, we move on to the next chapter and we have to do the scavenger hunt. Yeah. I thought, as soon as I saw this, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I don't know where all these stones are. 
I didn't know where all these stones were either. Um, and, but you know, in the first episode, I was like, oh, it's really cool because you know, they have like a little poem on them and, <laughs> and it gets you, you know, it's like, it, it feels like a living town, right? Yeah. Uh, why did I ever say that? <laughs> I, at, th- at this point, I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to find all these. So I, was, I looked up a fact and I was like, all right, tell me where they all are. Yeah. I did too. This was another part of the game. I, did you do the, like the sub story called Onomichio? Yeah, that was the one where you're playing as the uh, mascot. Yeah, yeah, I did that one a couple play sessions ago. Ah, uh, oh, I only just did it in this one, I think. Well, there you go. That was a good one. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Yep, <laughs> he's that like, was you got to be kidding. Like, that's I feel like that's a classic Yakuza trope: is him doing something like goofy or dorky and just being like, "Ah, uh, this isn't really my thing." I still love the. It was, God, what was it? It was, um, it was Kiryu. I can't remember what game it was, but Kiryu, they were like asking Kiryu to come help him with something. And Kiryu walks in and there's like five or six guys in baby diapers. Yeah. <laughs> and Kiryu, Kiryu doesn't even say anything. He just stares there and then just turns around and walks away. <laughs> Or like when they're asking him to be an actor in ads or, or voice acting or, you know, there's all kinds of like situations where he's like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, classic Kiryu. That's right. So, um, yeah, so we have to figure out this cipher. Uh, kind of find out it is um, basically on all these these poem stones that are spread throughout Omanichi. Um. Which which what, seven or about. nine of them. There's like nine, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they're all over town. Uh, you got to find them, write it down. And eventually we, we figure it out. Um, along with the, uh, the Hirose boys. Now, uh, I, I should mention that it's also revealed who has been helping out with this keeping secrets thing. Uh, and, uh, we actually have to talk to the, the Hirose family about this and they're not happy about it because they think that we're lying but yeah. big low to- big low told us no i know exactly who it is um and unfortunately it is patriarch hirose himself has been working with the yomni alliance to make sure that this never gets out so um when you go and tell the rest of the gang they're like our boss would not do that yeah, how dare you even think he would? Yeah, our boss is not going to do that. Hi, yeah, exactly. And we had a fight with him. We had a fight with... Um, Nagua. Oh God, what's his name? Nagua. Yeah, which uh, which is another, like... I, I, I actually really like Nagua as a character. And this type of thing where, you know, I wanted to be like, come on, why why would you be so blind? I mean, I know... I know he's your patriarch, but Kiryu also doesn't have any reason to be lying. Why wouldn't you at least entertain the idea? And I kind of like how they laid some of that out where they were like, look, you can choose not to believe, but what are you going to do when he shows up and tries to defend the secret? Right? I, I kind of liked that Nagumo's clearly, like ever since the first scene of the very game, he's such an emotionally driven character. Yeah. And, you know, even here where he's just like, I don't believe you. I, 
I feel this to be true and, you know, therefore I don't, you know, it's bullshit that you would even, you know, even slander his name by saying that. But And then I love that the response to that is, okay, but then what are you going to do when he shows up? Like when we, when evidence arrives on the doorstep, what are you going to do? Yeah. And, and when uh, he tries and, and they are, they said basically he will kill you to keep this secret safe. Yeah. Are you going to let him kill you? So I just, I just, I love that back and forth with Nagamo cause he's, he's so impulsive and he's so like self-assured of his, you know, his convictions and his thoughts. I thought the game handled that well to say, yeah, all right, well, yeah, it's good for this moment, but what you, what about the future? Yep. So, um, and he's like, I'm not. You're no longer my Aniki. You know, and, okay. then, he, and, and then he changes back after we beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you caught? You're calling him Aniki again, <laughs> dude. Keep change. Keep change your mind every five seconds. <laughs> But it, I guess, I guess, importantly, it doesn't come off to me as like inconsistent writing. It's just very clearly that he's an emotional character, and he kind of does just change his mind a lot. Yeah. So after deciphering, it tells us to go over to the shipyard again. Um, making our way to the shipyard, uh, we find. I don't know how this guy's. The the guy I can't the, the pompadour guy I can't remember what his name is. Um, I don't know how he is saying. Oh, the code's telling us to go this way. How the hell do you know that? Yeah, you're, yeah. Because he said holding it's... a GPS in your hand or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, oh, the, you know, this isn't where it's pointing us to go. And I'm like, well, how? it seems really specific for something you've deciphered that's been around for like seventy five years. Yeah. But yeah. It eventually leads us to this kind of like locked off area. And unfortunately we are stopped by Hirose or well, a masked man, but we know who it is. We know his, uh, how well he can use masks as well. Exactly. Must be a family thing. Um, and, uh, he, he is there. I, I have to say. So I had to look him up because I, I, the guy looked familiar to me and I was like, who is this dude? So he actually played the, the blind swordsman, uh, Zatoichi. Um, if you've ever seen the, that movie, mm, I, I have not. Okay. It's a really good movie. Um, I think it was made like in 2002 or three, somewhere around there. Um, which was, it was kind of like a remake of the old, old black and white movies. Uh, that was the blind swordsman. Um, is but, he uh, the blind swordsman? He is the blind swordsman, uh, and that's where I knew him from. Um, and uh, yeah, so he, he's a, he's a well known actor. Um, he is also getting up there in age. Uh, but uh, seeing this old man dressed in all black with a butcher's knife. Disappearing and reappearing through fog. <laughs> <laughs> like he's Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With that knife, he did look like a, kind of a slasher. Yeah, I was just like, this is so weird. It's also not the only time in this play session that, like, 
I feel like this series has a disconnect between the way somebody looks with their clothes on and the way somebody looks with their clothes off, and that's a- you are absolutely correct. <laughs> like everybody, <laughs> no matter how chubby they look, is really, really jacked. <laughs> yes, yes, you are correct. Like uh, Iwami, yes, like the younger ones, Suneo. Yeah, Suneo, Suneo. All of them. I'm just like, okay. This guy is like a suit, the definition of a suit through and through. How can he be this strong? Yes. And I mean, he is jack- he's jacked more than freaking Kiryu is. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? This this nerdy dude? <laughs> With the glasses? The businessman? <laughs> yeah, it's and, anyone. Yeah. Who also looks like he's probably in his late 40s. <laughs> Early fifties. I'm just like what? But then you got you got you know Hirose who, I mean, let's be honest, he he's played by a man who was born in 1945. And in the character you're introduced to him, he's sitting around eating ice cream. Yeah, he's no badass yakuza like killing people anymore. At least I mean, in his past, he's he's done some shady stuff. Oh, apparently he is because he can like he can he can come up out of the shadows. Like I like the there's one the one scene where it's like a quick time event where Kiryu's looking around because there's there's fog. Like it, I can't remember what he hit. He hit like he hit something and it made a, a bunch pipe. of fog pipe. It hit yeah, and so there's fog everywhere. So he's like dipping in and out of the fog, and there's this one where it's like because. It, it, there's not much animation during fights, especially in the face. So it has this yeah. deadpan face <laughs> and he, he, he comes up from the ground with the butcher knife. Yeah. And slashing upward. Yeah. And it's like the, it's like this deadpan face. So I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell is this? It looks so weird. Fighting mannequins. You, I have this 77 year old man <laughs> trying to attack me with a butcher's knife. <laughs> Like like Jason Voorhees, <laughs> and I'm just like what? Yeah, something about the yakuzafication process I that guess. turns these people in quite jacked. Yeah, that's that's I, I saw that a couple of times. Like this last boss fight, I was just like, "Geez, look at this guy! Yeah. Look at him!" But uh, yeah, so fighting hero, so we beat him up, and then. Um, uh, God. The elder Iwami shows up. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know his actual name, but the the Heizo. Heizo. the yeah the patriarch of the Yomi Alliance shows up. Another older man, and he tells Hirose, "Are you going to protect this?" And Hirose is like, "I can't." <laughs> is he? Is this when, is it after he's shot that he, we get his life story? Yes, we get his life story. He tells us, like, basically how it felt to be with the Yomi Alliance. So he was just a punk kid from back in the 50s, I think. And he made it to this shipyard and was going to, like, steal a bunch of stuff. And he got caught. And it was actually a young Iwami 
saying, okay, well, I tell you what, why don't you join me? I'll show you how to live your life. That's when they formed the Yomni Alliance. He was like one of the kids that was, you know, he raised up almost like Kazuma and Kiryu a little bit. Yeah. It's one thing, I mean, the ending of this game drives it home a lot, but there's definitely a lot of like that type of relationship parallels. Yeah. A lot of father, son, parent, child stuff. Especially with this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, he basically brought him up. He said he was like a father figure to him. And all he wanted to do was make him proud. And then one day he told me, I need you to keep a secret. <laughs> I need you. I need you to be able to lay your life down for it. And I can never tell you what it is. You will never know the secret. Can you do that? And he was like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and he went around killing a bunch of people, including everybody who's in the Hirose family's father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then recruited them like some kind of sicko Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the guys that you've been hanging out with. <laughs> yeah, it's that's weird. It was weird, right? Because we were just seeing him, like, butcher knife everybody. <laughs> just, like, going up to guys and killing them. And he's like, and then I recruited their child. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess they, they do make the illusion to, like, oh, he must have felt bad about killing the parents. Sure. But not, but then somehow the Stockholm Syndrome of, oh, yeah, now I see him like he's my dad. No, he <laughs> murdered your dad. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes this is a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yakuza is ridiculous, but then they always try to push the story to be serious. In this game, it got slightly ridiculous in the story. Just a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I guess I'd say I like the story of the game because they just set it up as a very clear mystery and... You know, again, it's easy. Like, what happened to Haruka, and then what's the mystery of Onomichi? But it it doesn't make a ton of sense, You're, and they do kind of strong arm some things into the story to make it try to make sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so we 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 show off the what what the what the secret is. Um, we. Uh, I, I can't remember what the guy's name is, uh, but he, he he unleashes it. He says, I found a lever and I pulled it. And out from the water, the water basically separates. And out from the water comes this gigantic battleship. <laughs> and I was just like, what? What? <laughs> uh, the Yamato. The, the Yamato, Yamato Mark II. Yes, the Mark II. Um, which was the Yamato was a, a World War II battleship that was used. And um, it's explained to us basically that um, after the war, the government, the U, or not the U.S. government, the Japanese government asked the shipbuilding company, the Iwami Shipbuilding Company, to continue making 
this battleship. Um, uh, and they worked on it for multiple years up into the fifties, up until where we saw, you know, despite the military restrictions that they're not allowed to have. Yes. So everything was turned off. It it was, it was kind of like a shadowy, a shadowy kind of deal, uh, where they wanted to continue making this ornament. Um, I guess just in case, I don't know. Uh, but they were supposed to be completely, you know, free of all that stuff. And the reason why they wanted to keep it a secret was because, well, this basically f- helped form a lot of the Yakuza. Um, with the the money that they got, they were able to form the Yomni Alliance. Uh, and then they realized, well, I have a lot of politicians backing the Yomni Alliance. I can then influence the politicians, maybe have them create laws that are in our favor. So, in essence, you you are looking in the past seventy years, the 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 political government of Japan could possibly been influenced by the criminal organizations, which is a huge deal that obviously nobody wants to be let out. Yeah. And which is interesting that they didn't do a little bit more with that, given that it's been kind of a running theme in the series, right? The Yakuza and corrupt cops and, you know, how far up the chain does it go? Yeah. Apparently it goes all the way to the top. Yeah. So, More uh, than just the Tokyo Police Department. Yes. So, well, cat's out of the bag now. Everybody knows about it. Um, or well, everybody knows that there's a battleship. <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting the, there <laughs> in the harbor, and they're just like, "Where'd this come from?" Uh, and obviously, people are investigating it. Tons of news outlets are investigating it and stuff like that. But I think I feel like it's still unknown of what this thing actually is or what it means. Um, trying to imagine who else here. Iwami, young Iwami, comes in to his father's and has him killed, but claims it's suicide. Um, and the sole purpose of it is because, well, you let the you let the secret out so it doesn't matter anymore. You're useless. So we don't need you anymore. So we're going to kill you. I'm going to take over the Omni Alliance. And I'm going to get the 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 moniker of the top. It was, it was known as the Fixer. Who was this, this high-ranking politician... Who was in the pockets of the Yakuza? So the one, the one guy who basically was the liaison between the two, which was known as the, the how do you pronounce it? The Kurusu, yeah, Kurusu, Kurusu. Um, and he's already made a deal with the 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 current. Kuruzu guy, who is a very old man who is going to be passing in the next couple of hours, apparently. 
Um, but he has a meeting with him saying you need to tie up all these loose ends, which includes you need to kill Kiryu Kazuma. Because he knows all about this. So that's what we're going to do. Um, head back to Kamurocho. Um, and while we're there, uh, we have to meet up with the Tojo clan. Basically, we now realize who all the players are. It's between the current acting chairman of the Tojo clan, uh, which is Shugai, Shugai, Sugai, Sugai, um, and obviously, um, Iwami. So we're, they're combining together to, to make sure that this happens. Um, and they're trying to also run out the, the Tojo clan. So one of the things that, that they're trying to do is, is basically take over everything under a, a different moniker, basically start a new Yakuza, basically, um, where they, they remove all the old people from the Tojo clan and bring in a new one. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the Yoni Alliance would then, it would be all of us. We'll just have a nice umbrella kind of thing. So Kiryu's out for blood, or at least we think he is. So we're going to go uh, to the Millennium Tower to look for Shigai. Well, he's not there, but Somia is. And unfortunately, uh, Somia is not actually with this agreement. And he's watching a monitor and the monitor there has the Yomni Alliance guys and the Tojo clan guys. So uh, Shigai and Iwami are there along with Kiyosun, Kiyo, how do you pronounce Kiyomi? your name? Kiyomi, they say Kiyomi-san. Um, but uh, she's there. With y- saying, Yoshimizu, right? That's right. And they say, you guys need to fight. So we fight, and then it's like, well, you, you screwed up, Somia. You were supposed to kill Kiryu. Now we're going to kill your wife, or your ex-wife. And he's like, nope, don't. And he's like, okay, I'll tell you what. Kiryu, if you kill Somia, well, by the time I count to three, we won't kill her. And he says, I'm, I'm not a patient man. <laughs> yep. And so uh, Somia pulls out a, a, a dagger, and he's like, do it. He counts down, and Kiryu's like, I'm not killing you. So Som- Somia stabs himself. That's the uh, last second. At the last second, and says, "There, I did it. I'm gonna die. Let her go. Let her go." And he tells her, you know, he, he, as his final moments, he's like, "My daughter 
I promise you I never laid a hand on her. You need to find her. And as he's getting ready to collapse, um, both guys, both the head honchos leave the room. And uh, uh, what was his name? You called him? Koshimisu. Koshimisu uh, has a gun to her head. And uh, he uh, takes a camera. <laughs> What's that? It's such a funny statement. You're like, yeah, he pulls out a gun, he puts it to her head, and then he turns the monitor off. He turns the monitor off, and then you hear a gun go off. Which I knew right away. She's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They would not have done that in that order. Yeah. I also but, like how this entire this entire chapter plays out with them in suits. Yeah. Right? Because they were at Hirose's funeral. funeral. Yeah, I forgot to mention Hirose's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't make it, and everyone, yeah. including Kiryu, is in a in a you know a black tux, basically. But then one of the things I loved, I mean, you know, not like Yakuza lacks for style, but that scene of them walking down the street like a little gang, yeah, and everybody's like clearing out of their way, and they do like a close up on every single person's face. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I'm like, you can just you can like this is the definition of like we're about to go beat some ass. That's right. You know, we we got business to take care of. I did like the the Millennium Tower fight with uh, with Somia because it takes place in that bar. Yeah, and they and throw you behind. Or you get thrown behind the bar. Yeah, you get thrown behind the bar, and then uh, he's got that sword. You knock the sword out, and like Kiryu's able to knock it out of the way. And so we have a fist fight for a second there. I was like, okay, this is a really cool scene. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I put it on Twitter today. Unfortunately. After beating him, so I beat him using a heat action where I beat him with a bottle over the face. Yeah. And so that last hit, it does the slow-mo, you've beat him, and you get the experience points. I I hit him, and it went into slow-mo, and then it went away from slow-mo, and then you see like the ragdoll physics of him laying there. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yep, that's that's Yakuza for you. (laughs) Yep. But unfortunately, uh, Somia does not make it. Uh, he, he, he commits, uh, as, as my old boss used to say, he commits Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, he, uh, he dies. Uh, but before he does die, he tells, he tells everybody in the room, find my daughter and take care of her. Yep. And Another character in this game, right, that's just been a little bit back and forth. Yeah. Definitely not evil. Even when he's on the wrong side or the bad side. Yep. Yep. Morally ambiguous. Yep. So, uh... I think this game does that better than any other game in the series has. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, so it's, uh, so there, there's that. Now the only thing left to do is go and take down the, the two leaders. And their pet helicopters. Multiple well, helicopters. That was in the Millennium Tower. Yeah. On the yeah. way up. Yeah. Yeah, on the way up. And the, yeah, see, I thought he, I thought there was only one helicopter chasing us and I shot it down and all of a sudden there's another one there. I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Spared no expense. I, I guess. Spared no bazookas either. So I, I thought it was crazy. Bazookas. Yeah. I mean, a bazooka to take down a, a helicopter. That's almost like, all right, obviously. 
I thought it was crazy when they came to the Hirose family house. With a bazooka? And then took a bazooka out in the middle of the street. And freaking missed the building? <laughs> yeah. Hit a random building in the side? <laughs> and I was like, well, there goes your one shot. <laughs> you oh, did mess. he miss? I thought he hit the second floor, like where where Hirose was eating the ice cream. No, no, I thought I thought it hit another building. It, it didn't hit the building straight ahead. Oh, I thought it did. I thought it went right past them when, like, dodged. I thought one of them was going to get splattered by it. Oh, no, I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I could have swore it hit a different building. I'm like, well, what the hell was that? <laughs> well, it clearly doesn't decimate the building because you're back in it five minutes later. True. True. Very true. So maybe, maybe it never hit it. But, yeah, um... There's also multiple scenes where people are just getting, like, horribly stabbed. Yuta gets stabbed on the way up to the Millennium Tower, but he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Somebody else gets stabbed. Or gets slashed pretty bad. Nagamo um, eventually gets slashed. Yeah, Nagamo gets slashed pretty bad, but he's okay. You know? I guess, it I, I guess if you're doing the slashing to yourself, that's when you die. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so that's that's the only thing left is to go back to Hiroshima stop these guys and this is where the game I feel like said the game said we need to wrap up right now because after this cutscene we we get the whole are you sure you're done in Camarocho? Yes. Okay, we're going back. We go back, and literally it cuts to them beating up dudes in the harbor. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, okay, so we're just going to skip all that? At least this is better than earlier when we left Onamichi, because there was one point where we go back to our old room. Yep. And they say, just to sleep. we'll meet you there. But then I, I chose to like sleep till tonight. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, they never showed up. I guess I'll sleep again. I'm like, sleep till the next day. Oh, no. And then <laughs> I did that three times. I picked every option of sleep. And then I was like, all right, this was absolutely critical to get out of here as quickly as possible. And they're like, we'll meet you over there. <laughs> and then I slept for three days. And then <laughs> and then we went to Camarocho. <laughs> so clearly – they would have all been incredibly confused what Kiryu was doing, sleeping for three days. That's true. Man. I guess they, they, you really needed that sleep, man. Yeah. Rest up. Rest up before the big fight. Yep. So, yeah, we, we cut to... We're back at the shipping shipping yard, and we're beating up dudes, and now we have two more boss fights. So we have... Iwami there. We have um, Kushimizu again. Kushimizu, like the third Kushimizu. time I feel. Yep. And then we also have um, Shugai. Shugai. Shurai. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'd always call it Sugarai. Sugarai. Um But yeah, we have a big fight with um, a whole bunch of guys. Um, and then we have to fight, we have to fight him twice, right? I mean, he, like we beat his health bar all the way down. Then he pulls out a knife. We have to fight him again. Yeah. 
He's really right? easy the first time, though. So I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and then we have our final boss fight after that. So here's what happens. Um, after, all right, before the final boss fight, we have, um, they reveal that they have Haruka and Haruto kidnapped with guns to their head. And they basically say, all right, you don't move, basically. They're, they're not even giving an ultimatum. They're just like, don't move, I'm going to kill you. And so, uh, who beats Kiryu over the head with that pipe? That's uh, Sugai. Sugai does, right? Yeah. Because I was like, all right, there's no way that guy's going to take his suit off and be jacked. And so the Possibly. only way he can actually fight him is because he's like, don't you move a muscle or we'll shoot her. Yeah. And so he just stands there and takes like six pipe blows to the face. I mean, bad. Yeah. Um, And then... I mean, one of those would have killed somebody. Yes, yes. Uh, Wami comes and, and punches him in the stomach. He falls over. And Wami's like, I'm giving you 10 seconds to stand back up or we're going to shoot Haruka in the head. Yeah, these rules are out of control. Don't move or we'll shoot her. Get up in 10 seconds or we'll shoot her. Yeah. And so um, then all of a sudden the, the Hirose boys show up. They get the guy holding the gun. They're like, okay, we, we'll protect Haruka. You just take him out, man. So Kiryu gets back up. People are like, you should be dead right now. How are you alive? And then uh, you, you get another one of those, like, Kiryu being a badass statement. Like, the the last punch where he's like, you're about to find out who exactly it is you're messing with. Yep. Yep. And uh, we have the boss fight with Awami, who is totally jacked. Yeah. We have, we have a shirtless fight. Um, Which I uh, like six games in, they're still like, when he rips his suit off, they're, they're still giving you the close-up of his tattoo. Yep. Everybody's got their, their tattoo. Um, I, this, this was the biggest joke of a boss fight I've ever had. Like, yeah. I, I don't think, this wasn't difficult at all. In fact, so I had a couple of the Staminans, um, Stamina and X's. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I beat him up a little bit until he went into heat mode. Then I, I popped my ultimate extreme like, heat, extreme heat. And I did the, the X, 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 X thing. Yeah. Or, or, and, and did that once I took a couple more stamina's, did the extreme heat again. And that was it. Yep. And I was just like, I felt like I was cheesing the game, but I mean, it's in the game. Like this extreme heat in, in the game suggests it multiple times. Yeah, like, and like you said earlier, the game wants you to use it. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and you get it so easily. I'm just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to beat the hell out of this guy. And that's what I did. Like, this, this fight lasted literally a, a minute and ten seconds. Yeah, I, not... I think it's weird. It's almost like it's not balanced right because they clearly try to make a couple of these fights more difficult by giving the enemy a way to break through your, you know, that, that extreme heat multi-hit combo. Sure. But even if, like, they knock you out of it, you still have enough time to try it a second time before it runs out. 
Yeah. And like usually if, you, if it, I miss the first time, it works the second time. Well, see, that was the thing. I was like, I, I'd leveled up my heat almost a maximum where I had like five of those orbs. I mean, yeah. extreme heat. I could, I could get off like three of those combos if I tried hard enough. Definitely get two of them off. Yeah. Two of them will wreck a health bar. So, yeah, and he definitely know. definitely wasn't any harder than any of the other bosses. No, no. In fact, in fact, he was easier because he didn't have a weapon. Yeah. Typically, if they've got a weapon like a sword or something like that, they're able to slash you a couple of times and kind of stun lock you for a second. But, no, nah, I mean, this guy was just fisticuffs. I mean, I, I beat the crap out of this guy. It was easy. Yeah, I actually thought uh, Koshimizu was harder because he would bother you while you were taking on the minions. Correct. You know, there was actually quite a few, even not even bosses, just like some of the, I don't know what you even call them, the little captains of the fights. Yeah. That would, like, launch themselves at you while you were punching somebody else. Precisely. So, I don't know. It's, that was... I mean, it makes sense story-wise as as the the main guy, but he didn't feel like a, a big end boss. No, no, not at all. But yeah, um, but after beating him, uh, we get a nice long cutscene. Um, uh, Iwambi's laying on the ground there, and he he yells for Shigai to to end it. Shigai pulls out a gun and is getting ready to shoot Haruka. He misses a few times, and then Yuta jumps in the way getting ready to take the shot. <laughs> and then the gun goes off. And the gun goes off. And kind of find out, Kiryu stood in front of Yuta, took the shot, and then takes three more shots. And then falls over. Um, I guess... What? Uh, oh, yeah, the, the Hirose boys surround... Shigai, Shigai reloads and says, well, there goes my dream, and then shoots himself in the head. Yeah, for a second I was like, "Didn't isn't, isn't it empty? <laughs> Why is he putting it up to his head? No, no, he, he, I saw him put another bullet in. Yeah, good. So, uh, yeah. So the only person left alive was uh, Iwami. Um, unfortunately, Kiryu is saying his goodbyes. He's wanting to make sure that Haruka and Haruto's okay. And it's shown as if he's dead. <laughs> yep. We all know he's not dead. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, it would have been nice if I hadn't seen that trailer for like a dragon eight. <laughs> Um, but, uh, unfortunately, because uh, it, I would be like, oh man, Kiryu's dead, which would have been a fine send off. He, he, he protected his daughter yep. and grandson, the end, right? Yep. Um, but we get a, we get a nice story wrap up basically showing everything. So, uh, uh and, and I did like how they handled it. Um, so we finally see. Uh, Daigo, Daigo and Majima, who haven't been in this game at all. Yeah. Uh, 
And I figured they would do more with Majima. Yeah, I think so. He, I mean, he was he was almost not in this game. He was not. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, basically, uh, they're riding in a car. Majima, Sajima, and uh, Daigo. And they're all basically talking about, all right, so what are we going to do? Let's get revenge on Kiryu. Let's go get those Yomi Alliance guys. We'll take them over. They're they're scrambling right now. And um, Daigo's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, why not? And it cuts in between certain scenes. So we see Kiryu before he died um, writing a letter. Which was interesting because even in the scene that it happened earlier, I was like, that's weird. What's he doing over at that table? Right. Because he's not, you know, he's not the kind of guy who in the middle of a conversation just sits down to, I, I didn't know he was writing even at the time. I thought maybe he was reading the newspaper or something. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense for Kiryu either. Right. <laughs> what is he doing over there? But, uh, yeah, he's he's writing a letter. Um and what you think is he's writing a letter to Haruka because he says, even though I have no right to say this, I see myself as your father. Yeah. And, you know, I want you to do this and this and this. And he's, he's basically telling all the regrets that he had, all of the shortcomings, also everything that he always wanted to say to them. I want to say this to you. And it's a little on the nose, but he's like, I've spent a lot of time with families and like, you know, fathers and children and parents and children recently, you know, and and a lot, you know, I can see the way that having a poor relationship can lead to such repercussions throughout life and, and really damage the people around, you know, around that kind of failed relationship. Yeah. So I, you know, I... This is where I, I actually really like this part of the game. I thought they did – it's such a good set of character moments. And that self-reflection or that reflection of what you see in the world around you and taking that and internalizing it and saying, you know, I, I want to improve my life or my relationships because I've seen how damaging it can be. I mean that that's a level of kind of observation and reflection that very few games I feel like get to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it was really good, but um, w- while it's showing these cutscenes and it's showing like you know, hear you talking in the background, but showing scenes, um, it flashes to back to Daigo with Majima, and Majima is reading the letter, and it was actually Kiryu was writing this letter to Daigo saying, "I feel like I'm a father to you. I brought you into you. the Yakuza fold." Yeah. You, you you have become part of my family. I am part of your family. I want to see our family thrive. And he basically is saying in his this letter, I know what you're going to want to do. You want to take revenge for me against the, the, the Yomi Alliance. But I'm telling you, let this go. Yeah. For the sake of the Tojo clan, for the sake of you, and for the sake of me, let this go. 
end it. Don't worry about me. Forget about me. And it's basically, you know, it shows Haruto taking his first steps. Yeah, that, that's oh. another piece. That, like, that juxtaposition there I thought was also awesome. Yes, it was. So Haruto's taking his first steps into their life, and he's taking his steps out of their life. That's correct. So that was that was really good, too. Um, basically, Kiryu uh, shows... Uh, uh, Akiyama meeting up with Date saying tell me the truth is Kiryu dead and Date's like I saw his body he's dead and Akiyama's like one day you'll tell me the truth huh. and kind of walk, walks out uh, but then we cut to uh, basically Date uh, there with or he's he's watching from a distance Um Kiryu's laying in bed, uh, wrapped up from uh, being shot, so he is alive. Uh, and there is a, a an unknown man sitting with him with a big pile of cash, saying, "I want you to keep your mouth shut about all of this." Basically, this whole battleship stuff, the Yakuza has been part of the you know the the political climate this entire time for the past 70 years you are pretty much the only person that knows about this stuff now everybody else is either dead or doesn't care i'm giving you this money to keep your mouth shut and curious like so you must be one of these politicians they keep talking about and you're trying to pay me with hush money. Because I am not going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> under one condition. And what's your condition? Daigo Dojima is released from prison right now. I like when okay. the guy gets all like, how dare gets, you? Yeah, you'd have no idea what position what position are you in to give me these kind of orders. And Kiryu basically just fires back with, you have no idea who you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, don't you know? Like, if you've done your research, you know what happens when people mess with my family. Yep. There's so many, like, one-liners in this game that are just Kiryu being, like, as badass as possible. That's true. So, he had two conditions. One was Daigo was released from prison. What's the other one? Uh, That you forged my death certificate. That's right. That's right. So I want you I want you to basically make me dead. Date hears this and busts in. He's like, You're not doing that. He's like, <laughs> Shut up, Date, I'm doing this. He's like, if you do this, you do realize you can never see anybody from your family ever again. It's Haruka Har- Haruto, nobody from Morning Glory. And Kiryu's like, I understand that. This is best for everybody. And so he agrees. And like you said, the final final little scene is basically um, Haruto's taking his first steps at morning glory. Haruto looks out and sees, we see a silhouette of Kiryu standing there. Um, and as Haruto is taking his first steps, it is matching Kiryu walking away from morning glory. 
And as you said, Haruto's walking into his life while Kiryu is walking out. And I think the last line is is Haruka saying to Haruto, hang in there. And that's the end. Yep. It was a really good ending. I like that ending a lot. If only they would have stuck with it. Because <laughs> you know that's not the ending. We've already seen we've already seen the trailer for Like a Dragon Eight, and Kiryu's going to show up as a main character, or at least it looks like he's going to be a main character. Yeah. So, I guess we're not done with Kiryu. Granted, Kiryu looks like he's an old man. I don't know when Like a Dragon Eight takes place. Good question. Let's find out, shall we? <laughs> yeah. When Could it be set does... before this? Okay. Dragon. Take place. Slash uh, use name outside Japan. Yakuza like a dragon. Plot. Yeah, I wonder if they've even got that information out yet. Well, like a Dragon 7. Let's see here. Like a Dragon... Seven, uh, I don't know, wiki, here we go, release date ratings, come on man, this is taking forever, <laughs> trying to find this, I just want to see plot. I have no idea. We'll find out at some point. Dear. Um. Apparently, it takes place in 2020. Okay, so he's alive, or they've cloned him, or. Someone's and pretending to be him. And what? Yakuza 6 took place in 2016? Yeah, that sounds right. So four years later, so Kiryu's now in his mid-50s. I guess. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, could happen. Yeah. So how do you feel, Matt? How do you feel about this game? I I actually kind of love this game. Yeah, me too. I It's funny because I I didn't necessarily love the story. I thought it was I thought it was good. They amped up the mystery even if you know, I don't know. It it did all kind of tie together. I mean, the the first yeah, I feel like the first half you're trying to figure out what happened to Haruka and the second half you're trying to figure out the secret of Onomichi. So, but it all is kind of tied together 
I think you're right. It gets a little ridiculous to keep those things tied together. So while I like the story, and I do think it was tighter than a lot than the other games recently, I don't know that it was like a super well written story. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that ending was definitely kind of rushed. I felt like, but I do think the characterization in this game is absolutely top notch. Yes, yes. Like almost every character in this game. Even like my fifth or sixth favorite character in this game, I like probably more than any of the side characters from any of the recent games. Three, four, five, anyway. Yeah. Like not yeah, Nagamo was, was hands down my favorite non-main character. Yeah. And then just the whole relationship, you know, Hirose in the family. Like, there's a lot of ridiculousness but also kind of sadness and trust and betrayal and just so many good character moments and then tie that together with even just a scene like Kiryu's writing that letter in the end and those those are some those are some powerful scenes absolutely and so much of the game being being based around Kiryu's you know trying to still kind of put right, you know, basically all taking place after the end of the last game and in, in the sentiment that Haruka's life is going to be kind of messed up because of Kiryu and he's trying to put things right and figure out what happened to her and, you know, it, it's her kind of boyfriend and her son and her adopted father basically and Kiryu and I don't know, so so much of it was familial in nature. That I don't know those, those bonds and, and the way they kind of stretch and break and the different, like they said, parent-child relationships. I, I thought all that was really good, really well done, and, and kind of really thematic to oh. the central bit of Kiryu feeling like Haruka's father, and you know, revealed at the end also Daigo's father is what he feels like, but. You know, just the parallels between those kind of central relationships to his life and all the other things that happen in this game. I, I just, I thought that was all just really tight thematically about family and what it means and how it can get messed up. And, yeah. You know, I wonder if that, all of that and the letter and everything is just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to still, after all this, I'm still going to mess up Haruka's life somehow. So I, I should probably just not be in it. Yeah. I'm just going to leave. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, there were a few issues I had here and there with the game. There was a ever so slightly a little bit of padding occasionally. Yeah. Uh, nothing like, God, nothing like, to be honest with you, one. Yeah, one and two. And, well, even four and five had a lot of padding, too. Yeah. Um. But, um, no, I, I thought this was, like, a pretty good length. It got a little long in the tooth there for a second. Um, but then, all of a sudden, it just kind of <laughs> got rushed at the end. I'm just like, okay, well, you don't have to do that either. You can have a nice balance. Um, I really like the engine a lot. Yeah. I like how I like how it f- plays and feels, and everything's very dynamic. Yep. Um, it's really good. It's really good. Yakuza 6 is really good. I mean, this is definitely my second favorite of the games. 
Okay, so that was my next question: was Are you give me your rank? Uh, it's definitely zero six two. Then probably like three one four five or three four one five. Okay. I think I think you you you. So you 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 have Yakuza one as second to last. Uh, maybe third to last. Okay. So I will probably I I have to rank mine. So from worst to best. Worst to best. Yakuza 4. 5. 3. 1. 2. 6. 0. Yeah, yeah I can that's, see that. That's what I got. I still think 0 is masterclass when it comes to telling a story. Yeah. Um, what, what a way to start this series, too, though. Like, I really, really didn't know what to expect, and that game just blew me away. Yeah, Yakuza 0 is legit. That's, that's a really, really good one. 6 is really good, too, though. 2 is really good. Um, and I still have a soft spot for 1. Does 1 have a, a lot of padding? Yes. But, I don't know. Like, when I first played Yakuza 1, like the first Yakuza on PlayStation 2... Um, I was kind of just, I was kind of blown away by it. I, I was, I was just like, wow, this is weird. This is a, this is a very different experience. Um, for the life of me, I don't know what made me pick this game up. I just did. <laughs> I think it was the, honestly, I think it was the cover. Yeah. It's a cool and, cover. And it was just, you know, it was just Kiryu and his giant dragon tattoo. Um, but I I I, I just pick, I picked it up the same day I picked up uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. That's a pretty good day of games. That was that was definitely. Um, it was uh, it was when I came back to gaming after taking like a year off to go to college. Yep, strong on the Japanese influence. Yep, but um, yeah, um, we're not done yet. We still got like a dragon. Yep. Um, Yakuza, it's the the official title is Yakuza colon like a dragon, which I guess is what they're going to call it from now on. I have no idea what they're going to call the new game. Is it going to be called Yakuza like a dragon two? <laughs> Possibly, or maybe they'll just finally just call it like a dragon eight. <laughs> so yeah, just just know. make it a little more confusing. Where's the first six like a dragons? Oh right, right. So I don't know. We'll see what, what they finally come up. But we, yeah, but we are going to be doing like a dragon um, as well. Um, I, I will we do judgment? I don't know. Probably one day. I just don't feel like doing it right now. If yeah, I'm being honest, I don't necessarily want to do it now, but I definitely do want to do it at some point. Yeah, but I want to do like a dragon like soon. Yeah, like like I don't know why. Because it, cause it's cool looking. That's why. 
Yeah, and I, and I want to see something different within the within the exactly. world. Exactly, exactly. Judgment is is oh, we're we're doing another Yakuza game. That like a dragon is completely different, and that's what I want to try. So I'm excited for that one. Um, as far as the rest of November goes, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do. Um, Matt, I know you're doing Nanorimo. Yeah, as of this moment, nine days in, I'm still on track. Oh, look at you! You're still doing it. Better than most years. Um, coming up on fifteen thousand words, so about a third of the way done. Nice. There you go. You still got time to spare then? Cause it's only the ninth. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we have going on. Um, I, I may, we may, uh, uh, I may bring in Anthony to do either a short game or even possibly uh, we'll do another Internet Mysteries episode like we did that one time. Ah, uh, nice. Especially now that you know the new season of Unsolved Mysteries is on Netflix, we got a new, we got a, we got a new, uh, a little itch for it. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, uh, we do have um, an email. I forgot about that. Let me read out this email here. Um, comes in from Dustin, and he sent this on November second. So this was actually for the for the uh, the last week, but it's okay. Uh, he says, hey, look, Ma, an email. <laughs> hey, guys. Sorry about the lack of emails. I keep getting distracted, but I finally got one out. First, can we mention those sweet sweater pants? Like, what's the function of those? Is it to catch sweat dripping off your belly when you're doing some intense gaming or what? Like Nagamo? The ones that Nagamo was wearing all the time? Yeah. Everybody had their... Everybody had their Comorocho outfit, and then everybody had their Omanichi outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stay style appropriate. I guess. Uh, I did like the opening. The mystery white powder, and what? And you're wondering what's going on. I knew exactly what it was when she gave him the warm water. <laughs> so yeah. why is Haruka getting hit by a car even a mystery? Where is Mr. Toad Man the flower guy and all his damn cameras go hit him up, do an arena fight for him. Watch the footage problem solved. That is a good damn question. Yep. That's where we've always gone up until today. We have, we, we did not see the florist at all. You could have saved us a lot of time. I know. Right. Also curious, straight up kidnapping babies in broad daylight. Isn't a good look for him. And were there any other babies in that nursery? That place was trashed after I was done. I'm surprised Haruto survived that. Yeah, or or <laughs> the football true. passes. It's true. Trying to walk around the town and comfort the baby. Why do they have to? Why do they have you shake the controller? I never did figure out which direction they wanted me to do, so I just shook the shit out of the controller until he calmed his ass down. Also, it gets me that he's just carrying him through town. No stroller, no baby carrier, nothing. Just a baby in his hand. No diaper bag, no bottles. Does he know what he's even doing? Good thing you kidnapped a baby with no idea on how to raise one, cure you. That's a good question. Also, I do not have to shake my controllers. I was playing on Xbox, which does not have motion controls. So uh. I just had to, yeah, I just had to move my thumbsticks. Yeah, we had to shake it. We had to pull it up and down. Yep. 
It's also unnerving how he just nonchalantly hands off baby duties to complete strangers he just met. A barmaid has nothing better to do. Also, she abandoned her own daughter, so is she the best parent? And a group of young Yakuza, they probably know less about babies than Kiryu does. What's the random fight with a BDSM guy in the abandoned hotel? Yeah, that was that was weird. Why is that hotel still a wreck? <laughs> that town keeps building new shit, but that one hotel? I like the old guy that is in charge of the Hiroshima Yakuza group. He looks real. I laughed at that random cutscene where he just grabs one of the guys and puts him in a wrestling move in the background. That was funny. <laughs> uh... Well, kind of find out that guy is also a villain, but actually not a villain. He's also Michael Myers. <laughs> Haruko has a huge head. Yeah, she does. No way Haruko birthed him. I was convinced that most of this game he wasn't hers, but the later chapters are sure making it clear that it's hers. And why the hell did she hitch up with Yakuza guys? And how many was she with if they can't figure out who the dad is? They don't have birth control in Japan. I thought she was trying to distance herself from that life just to dive deeper into it. <laughs> uh, I did do the cam girl side quest and it was one of the most embarrassing but hilarious quests I've ever done. Those are real cam girls too, so I'm glad my wife didn't walk in on me playing the part. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a game, and I don't know what she would think. Where's Majima? It's hilarious. Sajima went back to prison. Oh yeah, that scene where they pass Haruka around like a foot Haruto around like a football is hilarious. Kid had a kid has a head as big as a football, so it must have been easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. If you want to send us an email about talking about the ending to this game, you can, Dustin. I would appreciate it if you did. We'll read it off. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't either. I feel like it ended on a strong note, which makes me very happy for the series because... Yeah. You know, three, four, and five. I, I I like the way they tie into it. I, you know, when we first saw the Morning Glory orphanage, I just thought it was like a random distraction. Yeah. You know, kind of a a quirky like, hey, this is so far outside of what a Yakuza would do. Isn't that funny? But then, you know, multiple games later to have had it tie so closely into. Haruka and Kiryu's kind of upbringing and, you know, they stick with it and, you know, he's back there with the kids in multiple games. So the, the series is just a lot tighter than I thought it was going to be when we started playing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Between that and the but, recurring characters and all of it. That's one of the things I, I told you about it whenever we were talking about them. Like yeah. I, I'd always told you, I was like, it's, it's got like really tight continuity. Like yeah. it's it's weird and goofy. It's also very serious, and then everything ties into each other, and it, it really does. I mean, like it. I was I was happy to see how things played out for Kiryu because I had never seen this before. Like, I, I, I apparently the farthest I'd ever played was Yakuza Three, 
Um, but nice. Nah, I'm I'm still a huge fan of this series, even though three, four, and five are weak. Yeah. Um, I think that overall they add a lot to the games. Just you know, like Akiyama being a main staple in the game now, or yeah. in the in the series and stuff like that. Who was introduced in one of the weaker titles for me. Um, no, it's, it's it's good. They they stuck with the story. They stuck with the characters. Didn't necessarily change those characters that much. They like you know like you know these guys, you know, and and you know how they would react in this situation, and they do. You know, like the yeah. only big the only big thing is, and I, I really liked it, was the fact that I've always known Majima was an insane person. But in Yakuza Zero, that first introduction of him, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten to watch Haruka grow up, literally, from a, yeah. from a baby to an adult, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think she started the series as like a six-year-old and ends it at 19 with a child. Which, is it only 13 years? I thought I thought Kiryu's aged like 30 years in the series. <laughs> I mean, technically he has because <laughs> Yakuza Zero took place in 1985. Yeah. So, yeah. We've seen Kiryu go from early 20s to in his mid to late 40s. So. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. It's rare to spend that much time with a video game character. I know. We've, we've been playing these games for a year and a <laughs> half now. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. Even when I was loving Zero and I was thinking there's no way the rest of the series can match this, which I don't think it ever did, I still like it more than I thought I was going to at that point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's going to be it for us. Um, as far as our the next thing on our list, are we still thinking of uh, doing Nightmare Before Christmas in December? And then uh, Literary Adventure? And then literary adventure in December in January with Ready Player Two. Yeah, yep. Okay, I'm down for that then. Uh, we'll just have to come up with a horror game, Matt. I know you mentioned. Uh, the, I'm in for it. You are in for it. Then we're going to do that one. Then we're going to do Alone in the Dark: The New Nightmare, which is a PlayStation One title. It's also on PlayStation Two, but only in Europe. Um. Yeah, we'll be doing that for our Nightmare Before Christmas. And I will be going back and listening to our previous episodes. On Alone About in the Alone in the Dark. You're going to just hear me and you and Dave rage on how crappy Alone in the Dark is. Yep. And I want to see if there's any commonalities between what we liked or didn't like in that game versus this PS1 game. I mean, from what I understand, this PS1 game is basically Resident Evil. Yeah. While Alone in the Dark 2007 was, I don't know what that game was. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what that game was. It was everything and nothing all at once. <laughs> yep, yep. An ambitious mess. Yes, it was. But yep, that's going to be it for us. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, I am Drew. I am Matt. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. Um, we'll be back. I don't know when. It may be me and Anthony um, doing an intermission show. 
It may be in December when we're doing A Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, but either way, we will let you know. Just stick to the Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's it for us. You guys have a great one. <laughs>